Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. What an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Well, today we're going to continue our study in 1 Timothy chapter 3. This will be our second broadcast in this third chapter of the book of 1 Timothy. Last week, or last broadcast uh, rather, we talked about verse 1, that word desire. Paul is giving Timothy some principles, some qualifications for a man who desires to be a pastor of a church. He said, if a man desire the office of a bishop, desire, and it starts with a desire. And he said he desireth a good work, a desire. It starts with a want to, that uh, almost unexplainable urge constraining on the inside of a man, that it's obvious the Holy Spirit of God is compelling him, that Christ is calling him, that God has his hand on his life, and he can't do anything about it. He can't shake it. He can't uh, cast it off. It's always there, that urge, that desire, that longing to serve in that capacity. It starts with a desire. We're going to continue in verse 2 today, and while you're finding your place there, let me invite you to visit Help for Today. The web address is helpfortoday.org, help, the number for today.org. This is a free resource put together by the staff of the North Valley Baptist Church and the faculty of the Golden State Baptist College, and I want you to take advantage of it. If you'll go visit the website, you'll find it's packed full with content, articles written for the Christian life, and they're all categorized, and you can find what you're looking for very easily by using the website. Also, you can subscribe, and we can send you free articles to your inbox every single day. All you do is you go to the website, type your email address in, and hit the subscribe button when you're prompted to, and that'll put you on the email list. Those articles will come to you. Mine usually come early in the morning, about the time I'm drinking coffee, reading my Bible, and I take those articles and use them as devotional thoughts. I like it. Uh, I, I think it's a good thing always to add more, add more. Don't take out, but add more truth to your life. And these articles can do just that. It's not just a preacher resource. It's not just a full-time ministry resource. It's a Christian resource. If you're saved, you'll enjoy help for today. All right, let's look at it today. First Timothy chapter number three. We'll read verse number one just to start from the top. It says, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be, here's the first qualification, blameless. Blameless. Now, can I say that word blameless without blame? And that's a high standard, is it not? And it shows us the seriousness, the gravity of this position in the work of God. A bishop needs to be blameless. That's one who avoids all appearance of evil, one who's above reproach. And we'll read more about that here in a minute. And blameless, that's the qualification. Now, all these things that follow after, I think we could say, are go into that package of being blameless. But we, we understand this. The modern day idea of these preachers who run a church like a Ponzi scheme or as though they're a celebrity and, I mean, they're just running around like the world and they dress like the world and talk like the world and they'll have secular music in their church. Can I say that's as far as you can get from the biblical qualifications 
of a pastor of a church. A pastor of a church ought to be a representative of Jesus to the people. And uh, I know that we fall short, and I know we miss the mark, but you ought to strive to be holy. You can't lead people where you haven't been yourself. You can't get them to go any higher than you are with God. So a bishop must be blameless, all right? And this is the husband of one wife, very self-explanatory, vigilant. What's vigilant mean? Watching, sober, same thing, watching. You have to have your head screwed on straight. All right. You have to have your mind about you. You have to have some discernment. You have to be, as the Bible says, sober and vigilant. I see it almost like a watchman on a wall. That watchman on the wall was there to warn. He was there to watch. He was there to sound the alarm. The watchman would stand when others were sleeping. He would watch when others had their eyes closed. He was at his post when others were enjoying life. Why? Because he cared for those within the bounds of his city. He was a watchman set there. That was his duty. That was his calling. He was a watchman on the wall. He had to be vigilant. The enemy could sneak up in the night. The enemy could creep up unawares. He had to be watching. had to be sober. He couldn't be uh, uh, wrapped up in the world. He couldn't be joking and have his uh, eyes taken off of the, the main thing. He had to be aware and alert. So, so, the, so the pastor must be vigilant and sober of good behavior. Given hospitality, apt to teach. By the way, given hospitality, what's that mean? You got to be able to host people. That's right. A man who's going to be a pastor, you need to be a people person. I've, I've been around preachers said, I'd love the ministry if it wasn't for people. But can I say, brother, if you didn't have people, you wouldn't have a ministry. And by the way, if you had perfect people, they wouldn't need you to pastor them. And we got to learn to love people. You might not like them all, but you better love them all. A shepherd loves sheep. A pastor loves people. And that's just how it is. Given hospitality, that means you ought to host people. I believe you ought to have people every once in a while in your home. And I believe you ought to be very careful about that, and I believe you ought to be kind of uh, picky about that. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to just uh, do anything and have anyone. But I believe you ought to have a home that's open to people. You ought to learn to host people. You ought to have people. You ought to meet folk, a preacher. You ought to meet men of your church for coffee. You ought to. You ought to spend time with them like that. Go fishing and golfing with them, whatever it is, but be given hospitality. Don't be a CEO that's unapproachable. Make people go through five secretaries to schedule an appointment to say, I'm praying for you, preacher. It ought not be that way. Be approachable. Be accessible. All right? Of good behavior, give an app, uh, hospitality, apt to teach. That means you're going to have to be patient, apt to teach. That means you like to teach. You like to explain. You like to exhort. You like to encourage. You like to show people this tr- these truths in the Word of God, apt to teach. You got to be excited about teaching. Thank God for it. The opportunity to get out there and uh, get, it, get in the Bible with somebody, get in the book, and help them grow in grace. That's the most exciting thing, by the way, about being in the ministry especially in a pastor's position. I traveled many years as an evangelist, and, and God was in that, and I loved that, and I wouldn't trade that um, experience for the world. But one thing that you miss traveling from place to place is the opportunity to stay in one spot, invest in the life or lives, and watch those lives grow over a period of time. Can I say that's a blessing of teaching the Word of God, teaching Sunday school, teaching uh, discipleship, teaching new converts, teaching from the pulpit in your preaching, and you can watch families strengthen as you go and watch people grow in grace as you go. All right, so this is the qualifications of a bishop, a pastor. First, it starts with desire. You ought to have a want to. Man, you ought not do it for, a minist- for the ministry for an industry. It's not, a, it's not a vocation. No, it's not a job. It's a calling. It's a privilege to serve God. It starts with a desire, all right? Blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober. That means watching of good behavior, given hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, 
Uh-oh, here we go. Not given to wine. Oh, not, not, not a drunk. I don't even think you ought to be a sipper. I think you ought to stay away from it. The book of Proverbs gives us clear principle that wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. If you're deceived by that, you're not wise, you're a fool. And the Bible said not even to look on it. All right, so here it is. The Bible qualification for a pastor is not given to wine. It blows my mind to see these so-called Reformed Baptist folks that grow out their beard, smoke their cigars, and drink their wine and act like they're right with God. Can I say you're not right with God? You're backslidden at best. Hopefully you're saved, but you're backslidden at best. The Bible is very plain. Not given to wine. You say, well, what's wrong with it? Let's just say nothing's wrong with it. But you are supposed to set the example. By the way, I think a lot's wrong with it. But let's just pretend nothing's wrong with it. All right, so you can sip your wine and think you can skate by with it. Fine. But those people that you're trying to lead, they can't handle it. And then you're going to have a, 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 a wreckage of drunks after you. It's the same thing with my, my, my personal life. There's some things I do in my life that I don't have to do. They're not wrong if I would do something uh, other than what I do. But I set the bar to the right as far as I can. Why? Because those who follow you fall to the left every single time. But anyway, we have the Bible principle that it's wrong in the first place. But just trying to justify it. Not giving to wine. No striker. Not greedy, filthy lucre, TBN preachers. But patient. Not a brawler. Not covetousness. So we have all these commands. We have all these expectations. We have all these qualifications of a bishop, which we know a bishop is an overseer, a church, the under shepherd, the one who's the, uh, the, the leader of the church with Christ being the head, were to be, here it is, blameless. The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, good behavior, given hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, that means you're not a brawler, not greedy, a filthy lucre, not chasing after money, but patience, not a brawler. It says right there plainly, not covetous. All right, we're going to continue next broadcast with verse number four. I'm praying there's some people out there, some men out there, that God will stir your heart and give you a desire to be a preacher of the Word of God. And until then, let's keep on praying for revival. We'll see you next broadcast. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.